Welcome back to another week of instigating here with Clarky and Drury. I'm Ryan Drury. That is Chris Clark, better known as Clarky. We're brought to you as always by Coolbet, our friends at the Listowel Squash Courts and at See the Game in the Listowel Vision Care Center. Very pleased to be joined by longtime football executive, longtime CFL GM, Mike McCarthy, joining us to chat some football. Mike, how you doing, my friend? Doing well, uh, except for the shutdown, you know, the COVID deal, but uh, what's new? It's new way of life, I guess. Uh, yeah, it certainly feels that way. And I have uh, all my shots and the booster. So everybody get out there and get your shots. So absolutely. Do I. Yeah, I got I got boosted last week. Very happy Good. to do so. Hopefully everybody is following suit. Um, we know that one guy that has not followed suit but continues to perform very well is Aaron Rodgers. And uh, we're right ramping up for what they're now calling super wildcard weekend in the yeah. NFL, our first year with 18 weeks, 17 games and Aaron Rodgers performing very well again. So before we dig into some of the matchups, we know the Packers are the number one seed. We're not going to see them in action this weekend, but here we are at the end of the year with another big MVP debate. And I would say that based on the last week of the season, they probably shuttered the chances of Jonathan Taylor, the brilliant running back of Indy being in the mix. Maybe Cooper cup can get in as a third guy, but it pretty much comes down to the quarterbacks, Mike it's it's Rogers and it's Tom Brady. So yeah, let's talk between about those definitely, uh, you know, yeah. at, 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 uh, you know, uh, Ryan, it's between, between them two. I mean, Brady's had a hell of a year for a 44 year old guy. I mean, it's amazing. <laughs> you know, I mean, well, who, nobody's ever done what he's done. Like, well, how many 44-year-old quarterbacks have played? And, of course, because of the way the, the, the rules have changed, hitting quarterback is not like it was 20 years ago. You could just wipe the guy out and, you know, destroy him. Now, now they're all protected. Don't hit him below the knees. Don't hit him in the head. You know, all those things you do in football, you can't do anymore. So uh, all the fun things we could do, you know, <laughs> blow somebody's knee out, give them a concussion, step on their throat, all that good stuff is gone. Can't do it anymore. Yeah, they've they've definitely eliminated all of that for sure. I mean, it sometimes still happens, but they've cracked down a lot on it. But when you kind of stack these two guys up, Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady and their seasons, like you said, we've never seen what Brady's doing and what he continues to do uh, as the elder statesman of the league. Seven-time Super Bowl champ, leads the league in touchdowns and passing yards. But then Aaron Rodgers has just been absolutely unbelievable as well. But he did have to miss a game because of his unvaccinated status, which, of course, caused a big stir this year. There was the whole controversy with the writer in Chicago who said he wouldn't vote for him, which I think was silly. In and yeah, that was Hubarkish. Hub I've yeah. been doing a used to do a uh, football book every year for co collegiate uh, prospects. Uh, was, and it was uh, Pro Football Weekly, it was called. And it was a newspaper, and it was a, they put out a football uh, draft book. It was Tim and his brother did it, and it was, it was highly recommended. It, they probably had Aaron in there back in 92 or 3 or 4, whenever he was drafted. And uh, uh, so when he said, I don't know this bum, I, I thought they would take it a little too far. You know, I know the guy's been a loyal Bear fan, and and uh, a great uh, media uh, acquisition uh, for free interviews and everything else over the years. So, but, uh, um, you know, Aaron, he was so not being a non vaxxer and then saying he was. How he, ever got, how he ever got away with what he got away with? I don't know how he got away with it because mm -hmm. uh, the league is on all this stuff and finally they caught up to him, you know, like. 
all these people that are not vaxxers are getting caught now. So, I mean, it's crazy. Yeah, we've seen it in the hockey world, too, with Amanda Kane. We'll talk Mm -hmm. about that later, Clarky. But, uh, yeah, do you think that that hurts his chances of being MVP? And if you had a vote, Mike, who would you put your money down on? Uh, Because uh, it just may be a one-time thing with Tom Brady. You know, I think Brady's a guy to me. So, uh, you know, uh, Aaron uh, has had a fabulous year. I mean, he's... That offense, he's got it down. I mean, after two years, the same coach now, uh, who's a very innovative guy too. And it's, and so it's really a West Coast offense, is what they're running. The Bill Walsh West Coast that they did, but they, you know, they change it up a lot. And it's like same thing with the Tampa Bay's offense. You know, they're, they're looking for those five to six outlet receivers, and that's what it's all about. You get everybody's an empty, it's an empty backfield most of the time, and uh, using your running backs as receivers, and. Uh, uh, I like them both, but I kind of I kind of go with Tom. You know, seven Super Bowls, and he's still doing this. I mean, there's possibility, probability. I don't know. I don't know if they can do it again because they've had so many injuries to keep. You know, and then the Antonio Brown knucklehead thing he did. Um, what you know, that's a shame because the guy's a very talented receiver. Mm-hmm. But uh, and he made a difference. He can, he can be a difference maker. But they they've had so many guys step up. He's you know he's these third and fourth team guys were all playing and catching like they got a touchdown and uh, uh, two weeks ago. Yep. Just put them on the roster. He caught that long bomb and they won that game and with what, 20 seconds on the clock? But it was it's amazing, you know? Yeah. Before we talk about the playoffs, I want to talk. Geez, sorry about that. I just whacked my. Have you mic been drinking up. again? <laughs> no, I'm good. Okay. I'm totally good. I have a broken mic stand, so to be honest with you, I'm using a candle holder today for my like microphone. It. So, I like it. yeah, like the candle. You. Like the candle it might be more fun. Like the candle. Yeah, exactly. Uh, anyway, sorry about that. Uh, anyway, before we get to the playoffs, I want to talk about the last week of the regular season. And I'm a casual NFL fan at the most, as Ryan mm-hmm. knows and Mike, you know. Um, but my daughter, who's a big fan, actually, she's a, uh, a New England fan came to me and she said in the morning, she goes, dad, she goes, there's a scenario today that a tie game tonight could get a team into the playoffs um, or both teams or both teams into the playoffs. And I said, what do you mean? She goes, well, if Indianapolis loses and the Steelers win, then the Chargers and Raiders game Sunday night, if it ends in a tie, both teams will get in. I'm like, that is a crazy scenario. So of course I'm interested now. So I, I hear and if I'm getting this wrong, Ryan, I'm right so far, right, Ryan? You're good. You are you're doing you're okay, good. Okay. So Indianapolis loses. Steelers win. Whoa. Now the game tonight means something. So I'm watching that game, and I got to tell you, it was probably one of the wildest games I've ever seen in my life. And I honestly thought it was going to end in a tie. What did you think, Mike? I think it, somebody had to win it. You know, I, those coaches are too competitive to go with that, although they talked about it. You know, you could hear the, the mic a little bit on the sideline. And then with the quarterbacks, they're like, okay, we're going to we gonna kneel down. You can see the guys yeah. in the huddle talking about it. And it, yeah. it got exciting there for a minute going, hey, you should turn the microphones off. This is crazy. You know, I mean, all, Las Vegas is going to blow up because they, they go for the tie. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, uh, I thought it was exciting. It, it, it probably was the most exciting game of the year. I mean, there's mm-hmm. been a couple of them, three or four good ones like that. But, uh, uh, you know, you feel bad. I mean, I was with the Chargers for almost four years. So, uh, you know, the, you know, I saw Dino uh, uh, down there on the sideline with his wife and Spanos, and I'm going, 
he's going down there to get part of the celebration, thinking they're going to win it. And then yeah. uh-uh, it didn't happen, you know. So and yeah. the Raiders came through. I mean, it was a hell of a it was, I was happy for those guys, too. All the crap they went through all year long, you know, the Gruden situation, which is I still don't agree with that. It had nothing to do with today football. It was something that was done 10 years ago in a private conversation on an email that who released it. How'd that get out of the box? You know what I mean? Who who in the NFL? Who's who's the guy that put those hundred thousand emails out in the public? You know? Mm. So and still we haven't seen those emails, but you know, all the people in the league have and an attorney's app. So, yeah, but uh, another story, but, but um, do, do you think the NFL will change the rule because of what nearly happened and eliminate the tie and just play until someone wins? I, no, I think, you know, no, I don't think no. they'll change the rule. Mm. They, they're, they're not, they're pretty well, you know, there's a lot of things that have happened over the years because of the players association and all the updates and all the CTE things and, and the pensions are all increased and, Players associations getting everything pretty much they want to get along with everybody, keep a, a nice harmony going with everybody, um, you know, and the uh, like the Black Caucus, the Black uh, Coaches Association and all that. Everybody's kind of moved up. Everything's working. I mean, everything can be still can be better. But mm-hmm. uh, for mm-hmm. like assistant coaches moving up uh, and, and, you know, diversity is not all complete yet, but the, yeah. It's 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 coming, you know, yeah. and uh, I, I I wouldn't change the rule. Ryan, did you? Th- I'm just curious on Ryan's opinion uh, on. Did you think anything changed when the Chargers called the timeout? Not really, because yeah, that was a controversial moment, and a lot of people made a lot of noise about that. But the fact of the matter was this: uh, all Las Vegas needed to do, even if the clock was still running, was run the run play that they ran, gain right. that yardage, and then they were in field goal range anyway. All that would have changed, in my opinion, is that they would have had to rush the field goal unit on faster with time ticking yeah. away. Instead, yeah. they just got to. See sit there and set up for an extra couple seconds, give the kicker a second to breathe, and they kicked the field goal anyway. I don't think it changed the outcome of that game. The Raiders were going for the win, and uh, hey, it paid off for them, and they did the right thing. And like you said, Mike, credit to those guys for all the stuff they went through. Remember, Henry Ruggs III, yes. uh, unfortunately, uh, well, his career is over. He he killed someone yeah, a, in a truck a driving. Yeah, it's a and so, you know, Derek Carr loses his number one receiver, which is not the most important thing, of course, but, you know, for that team to go through all of that internal turmoil and turn around and make the playoffs when a lot of people counted them out uh, is pretty darn impressive. Mike, I want to ask you as well, because one of the things that had to happen to set that game up to be so important was Indy losing. In your opinion, I want to know, of all of the games to lose for a team that could have clinched their division, clinched a playoff spot, playing one of the worst teams ever. Is that one of the most embarrassing regular season losses of all time? I, I, I think you heard it from the general manager today, uh, Chris yeah. uh, Ballard, who's a great personnel guy. I mean, that's how he came up through the system, and I've known him ma- many years. And uh, to hear him uh, uh, kind of get after the quarterback and say, hey, you know, it was a disappointment, truly a disappointment for that whole that whole, I mean, they were been they've been building that team for the last two three years, you know, and getting linemen in there to protect. Remember when Oliver Luck was uh, 
or was Oliver? Was it a- Andrew Luck? Andrew. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Philip Rivers. I mean, all that. And then uh, you got the guy you think you want. You gave up a lot for him. And uh, and Frank, you know, the coach, you know, I'm going, you know, of course, the guy played in Buffalo all them years on all them Super Bowl teams, you know, as a backup to Kelly. And this guy's been a hell of a football coach when he was coordinator with the Eagles and they, you know, they beat the Patriots in that. The Super Bowl with the little uh, alley oop play they they pulled off that yes. people don't even talk about. They were off sides when they caught the football. Eagles. <laughs> Nobody talked about we, that. We don't need to talk about that. I'm a Patriots <laughs> yeah. fan, Mike. Yeah, gotcha. we, we can move yeah. past that. Patriots went off sides. Uh, Philly was off sides. When I'm aware of who was yeah, off sides. I'm just telling you. Yeah. Yeah. You they watch suppose- the video and you go like, wait a minute, that guy. Yeah. Whatever. So. uh so you both just mentioned the Bills and the Patriots, yeah. and that's what we have Saturday night. And it's supposed to be freezing cold in Buffalo down the street from you and Stony Creek there, Mike. Yeah. Yep. Um, about 45 minutes away. That one, yeah. You know, both teams used to play really affected. And I saw some not so good stats for Josh Allen. Cold not that good. So this well, 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 Josh, you know, he played his career with Wyoming, right? Uh it's cold in Wyoming this time of year. I mean, it's snow. You're in the Rocky Mountain range up there. Uh, he's played in the snow in his career. That's why he's so tough. I think you know makes it. It just makes you a little tougher of a guy. Uh, Mac Jones played in Alabama. <laughs> there ain't much snow in Alabama, or thirty below, or twenty below, or freezing. Occasionally, yes, you get a freeze in there about thirty-two. But uh, you know, Mac's the guy I'm worried about. He can go in there. And because he didn't throw the ball the last time it was cold and the wind was blowing, they ran that ball, what, 47, 52 times, whatever it was, and they threw it three times. So uh, when, when, when they won that game, of course, they got their butt kicked in uh, New England uh, when the Bills played there, what, a couple weeks ago. But, uh, yeah. uh, I, I, but you know, knowing Belichick and knowing Bill since he was, he was a year into the NFL, I was right behind him. I was with the Patriots, and he was with the Giants, had been with the Giants and the Detroit Lions. Uh, Right out of college, almost because you know he was connected pretty good, and uh, he was probably thirty, no, twenty, twenty-five, twenty-six. I was twenty. I was I had just turned twenty-six when I went into the league. So, mm. uh, as a personnel guy, which was most of the guys were all in their fifties, like 60, 70 year old guys, you know, but lifetimers. But uh, uh, I thought Jones, you know, I just why why are they not throwing the ball? You know, I'm just going, why are they not throwing the ball? And then, because they were going with the wind, a couple, you know. Uh, so it's going to come down to B- B- Belichick will be prepared. The defense will be prepared. Yeah. They're going to jam them receivers. They're going to blitz a lot more. And, uh, uh, I, you know, it could be an upset. Patriots could win this thing. I think the Bills are, uh, what's it, four points, maybe four-point favorites, I think, something like that. Yeah, I believe the uh, I believe lines you know, four and a half. Yeah, something. And I, I had looked at it earlier today, and yeah, it's four. And uh, but I said uh, I'm thinking Bills twenty three, Patriots 22, 21. Ooh, right one. there. I think it's right gonna be there. tight. Yeah. It's gonna be tight. It's gonna come down to that one game, a fumble, interception, mm. uh, frozen penalty. If something's gonna happen, under I think it's gonna be a real football. close game. Yeah. Nice. 
Oh no, uh-huh. Tom's not Tom's not there anymore. Hey, what's the coldest game you've ever been involved in? I can think of some cold Grey Cups in Winnipeg. Cold Grey Cups in Winnipeg. Um, college. I was when I was in Kansas playing football in Kansas, played small Southwestern College, the Mighty Mountain Builders. We were playing at Dodge City, and it was in November, and it was like a freeze, which is on really doesn't happen in Kansas. That's because you know there's no salt on the roads. It's it's you know. You should be driving a horse and a buggy, not a car, in Kansas in the winter if it's black ice on the road because mm-hmm. it's insane. Mm-hmm. It was one of them where it just everything you did, you you, you didn't have no place to put your hands. We didn't have the winter gear. Nobody had gloves, and it was like light sprinkled, then it all froze. Mm. And that was and where you're actually you're shivering, and you can't even call the signal. So it's a middle linebacker calling the defense. Blah, 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 blah. You know, everybody's just shaking out there, and it was that was probably it. And it probably was. I'll say minus, minus five Fahrenheit, somewhere around there, because you were just, you know, that, actually playing, and that, that was the worst game I've ever ever mm-hmm. had for myself personally. Yeah. yeah. Winnipeg and Toronto, you know, 91 in Winnipeg, uh, the rock, we call it the Rocket Great Cup, whatever. Yep. You know, uh, I mean, the, that touchdown at the end of the game made it, we were ahead anyways, but it, it was nice icing on the cake, you know, Yeah, <laughs> at that game. You know, we didn't have to get that, but it, it was, it was great, but it was cold. It the was frozen, cold. the frozen beer can, Kim. Oh, the, yeah. The, and there were two, everybody's talked about the one, the one in yeah. the end zone, no one's got them. Yeah. The one that hit before that in the field, there was yeah. one that came from nowhere in the end zone. <laughs> and it was like, you know, I thought it was going to get them, you know, yeah. but nobody talks uh, about that one. He had a helmet on. He's fine. Gotta he watch a- the video. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Now, uh, Mike, I know that there's a lot of other great games going on during uh, this super wild card weekend. Obviously, uh, Raiders Bengals, that's going to happen earlier on Saturday before Patriots Bills. I like your call on the Pats uh, getting an upset here. Bill Belichick rarely ever loses to the same team twice in a season. So right. I, I'm biased, of course. I will pull for my Patriots That's by okay. a narrow score. I'm, pay, I'm uh, a Patriot on this. Yeah. I've been absolutely. There, you know? So we're yeah. we're we're all connected here. Yeah. There you go. What about Raiders Bengals? What do you see happening there? Because man, yeah, credit to the Raiders for turning their season around. But boy, Joe Burrow and that offense, man, they look scary. Yeah, Chase, Chase and Burrow is like, you know, uh uh. I'm trying to, you know, uh, Brady the Gronk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, just there's a rhythm always. There's a rhythm going on with those two guys. Um, Harrison, you know, yeah. Bengals, I mean, this could be really a shootout, you know. Uh, Bengals, I mean, uh, you know, are favorites. Uh, by, you know, I think this could be one of those games. It could be 47 points, 51 points. I think they're going to keep moving the ball. Both teams are going to keep moving the ball. Uh, the, the the Raider defense might be a little bit better, better pass rush, you know. Uh, uh, they can get the quarterback, but Burrow's getting the ball away, you know. The old the old Belichick trick with offense, New England in in games was they always had their offensive line step into the defensive, even on pass plays, so they wouldn't know if you're running the ball or passing the ball because you had an attacking block. From your your tackles and your guards and your center would be the guy you know holding back there to protecting the quarterback a little bit more. And sometimes you see the quarterback on that snap, you know, on an empty backfield or a shotgun, which 
is like 95% of the time now with a quarterback. So you're going to shotgun for even when you're running the ball, the guys have a shotgun handing the ball up, up the right or whatever. Um, he might cheat up a little bit, cheat up on the snap a little bit. So he gets the snap a little quicker, a second more, half second, and gets that ball out quicker. You know, those, especially when there's those, those short ins and short outs. And then uh, along the uh, the curl, the quick curl to the running back, they all have different names for their for their routes and stuff. And they're all the same, but everybody calls them something else. And uh, uh, I, I I think the Bengals. That's what we're talking about, right? Bengals and Raiders. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Chase, I'm I'm just going. I'm going with the Bengals to win 30-21, somewhere around there. They're at home field, and again, if it's cold there. You know, uh, Burroughs from Ohio, you know, although he played at uh, LSU that one or two years, and his dad, you know, played for the Montreal Alouettes. Uh, the kid grew up in Quebec as a youngster. That's right. In the, win- in the winter. I mean, you know, and then uh, his dad was a defensive back with, with the Owls. And uh, mm. I think Carr is a Fresno guy, Cal- Southern California guy. So there's a guy that practices inside all the time, unless it's a sunny day outside the stadium there and the desert and the wind blows a lot in Vegas. Uh, the whole Vegas, this whole team is from, you know, they don't, they don't practice outside <laughs> practicing all the time. So they haven't played a practice in the winter at all. You know, so talking about a cold game versus, <laughs> It may affect the char- the Raiders more than it would ever affect the Bengals because they practice. They have their indoor field facility there in, in Cincinnati, but they practice more outside, play outside than the Raiders do. So cold may have, and the wind may have an effect on the Raider offense. How many times have you been mistaken for the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys? Oh, he's been mistaken. He's me. Oh, I yeah, see. yeah, I see. I remember it. I know, you know, I'll go back to like 2000 oh, yeah. or something yeah, like that. When the Green Bay Packers, got the job. When, when Green Bay hired a Mike McCarthy, yeah. the fan radio in Toronto yeah. went yeah. with it. Former I, Argo GM, yeah. Mike McCarthy. I thought it was you. Yeah. And I, yeah. I called yeah. Mike. Yeah. I remember calling yeah, the whole, the whole, half the world thought it was me. It I'm was getting crazy. calls from people. I'm going, what are you talking about? You know? And then my cousin, my cousins in New York are calling me. Going, I, said, I said, no, it's not me. It's not me. You know? And I and the funny thing is, Mike also went to school at Baker University, a little college, about the same size. In fact, Mike at school used to play his school. But mm. uh, I'm ten years older than Mike in Dallas. He's mm-hmm. you know eight years old or something like that. So, uh, but we both played like the the same division, what they call the KCAC. The, we called it the Little Big Eight. We had eight teams in the Big Eight. Of course, you had Kansas, Oklahoma, Missouri. Uh, uh, K State, University of Kansas, uh, all those schools were there. Sort of Denver, uh, Boulder, uh, University of Colorado, uh, Texas. Do you know him? Yeah, yeah, you do. I, right? Yeah, I've been. A, I've been. Yeah, I've been at the Green Bay training camp. Oh God, ten years, twelve years straight when he was there. Oh yeah, and then uh, when he was with the Saints, he was a coordinator with the Saints, offensive coordinator with the Saints for a year or two. Mm-hmm. And then he got the cancer. You know, he's he's a cancer survivor, Mike is. And uh, and then he was in Kansas City too. He was a coordinator in Kansas City. So mm-hmm. I mean, he's he's kind of stayed in the Midwest, you know. And and 
been everywhere. He's uh, fantastic. He's from Pittsburgh. His Pittsburgh's his hometown. Mm. He's a McCarthy clan in Pittsburgh. <laughs> So. He certainly is, and he's going to be leading his Dallas Cowboys into the wild card round against the 49ers, who really turned their season around, too, after a bit of a lull for them in the middle of the year. Mind you, they had a ton of injuries, but Dallas is favored only by three points. Yes, I like the Cowboys. I think they have more talent, but I think that the 49ers are a little bit more of a disciplined team, and I like their defense a little bit better as well with some concerns on the other side of the ball for Dallas in respect to defense injury-wise. But I still think the Cowboys can pull this off. What's your opinion of your fellow Mike McCarthy and his chances? Well, from the inside clan, McCarthy clan, that's going around, it's uh, <laughs> we smell an upset going Ooh. on. We smell an upset in Dallas. And uh, mm. I got uh, 49ers 30, Cowboys 28. Another wow. close one. Another close one. Another close one. Uh, so you're counting on Jimmy ball? G. Now, Jimmy G. Now the thumb's healing a little bit more. Another week, and, you know. Hmm. healing you know it's healing he's probably had it you know wherever he puts it under him keeps him warm you know keep that blood flow going in there you know and uh i'm say something but i don't say it on there no don't say it <laughs> yeah, we all thought it we all thought it you don't have to say it <laughs> yeah but uh i think you know they're uh they have the tools too you know comes down to that you know we know dallas has got a great defense and uh, mm. and they get a lot of pass interference calls too. And, yes, they uh, do. And Dallas's offensive line is always jumping off sides. They got a couple tackles you can't either they can't hear, you know, there's something wrong with their hearing, or they're just hesitant because they don't want to screw up. Makes them screw up. So mm. uh, uh, the 49ers are disciplined. Uh, my days at Oklahoma when I was uh, an assistant. And coach with Barry Switzer back in 76, 70, 78, 77. So the guy that left uh, the Sooners and opened up my job for me was Mike Shanahan, Kyle's dad. So I've known the Shanahan family for many years. And uh, Mike went to Northern Arizona. They, we were at the Fiesta Bowl. He got a job at Northern Arizona. And uh, Barry goes, hey, it's your job if you want it. And uh, I was in grad school at o OU, volunteer with the football team, and I, I ended up getting Mike's Mike's job when he left. So mm. that's my connection to the Shanahan's. Of course, they're Irish too, right? What about Eagles Bucks? I mean, I, I like the Bucks. I don't know about the line. I, they have it at nine I, and a half. I think they're just outmatched, even though they, they I, I think they're going to run the hell out of the football. They, yeah. Gonna, the kid, the hell of a you know running back. Uh, and the, you know the Clemens Clemens kid that's playing for Dallas now. It's a backup with Pollard and uh, Zeke uh, was an Eagle. I think he was a third or fifth round, and he played very well in that Super Bowl year with the Eagles. And uh, he was another Wisconsin running back. And when he was when he was there, uh, uh, I think Williams was uh, the kid from uh, with the Colts. Yeah, uh, was was a was a was a you know a freshman. Or right behind him, he was a backup to Clements. Clements was a starter at uh, 
Indiana at uh, yeah at Wisconsin. So, and uh, Paul Christ, who's the head coach at Wisconsin, was on our staff in Ottawa when I was with the Rub Riders. Mm. So he, you know he's the head coach in Wisconsin, and he was our quarterback coach in Ottawa with Danny Barrett was uh, and uh, Fleetwood and uh, uh, Andre Ware. We say in the last week of the last week of the season, I got Andre Ware up there. Uh, you know, who had been a Heisman Trophy winner and first-round draft choice with Detroit, Detroit Lions back in, uh, God, when's that? 85, 84, 80, 80, somewhere around there, whatever it was. Whatever yeah. Heisman year that was. So, yeah, but, uh, there's a lot That's of connections. Do, do you like the Bucks then? Uh, you got, you're picking Tom Brady to win the MVP. You got to pick the Bucks to win. I take the Bucks to win. Okay. Yeah. I, I talked to you into it. <laughs> I, have the, I have the Bucks as well. I just don't. But think I think they're going to run the ball a lot too. Uh, yeah, Brown's still there, and they have these receivers. They got them stashed. You know, they're they're healthier now too than they have been the last couple of weeks, and uh, mm-hmm. yep. we'll see. Right, we come yep. down to it, and, and the weather's not an issue unless it rains or there's a hurricane something down there. But I don't think weather's not an issue there. Mm-hmm. Tom will be ready for that anyway. We know he can play in bad weather. Uh, let's talk Pittsburgh and KC. Pittsburgh getting in by the skin of their teeth. And Ben Roethlisberger kind of jokingly said the other day in a news conference, well, we have no chance. We might as well just go out and have fun. And what he's such could he, he's just he's an such, aloof guy. Nobody, and he's it. such a boring quarterback to watch. It's well, painful. now, now, yeah, now that's well, that's well, what yeah, I'm watching. Well, yeah, right I mean, he's the last of that great. Draft yeah. class, you know. Yeah. I mean, that's it. You He's know, done. Manning and Rivers, and uh, we drafted Rivers. Uh, we drafted Manning, then we traded for Rivers because Manning didn't want to play in that's San right. Diego. And there's a whole we can write mm-hmm. a book on that. I got you know, mm-hmm. um, Archie came out and said, "Hey, we don't want to play here because you didn't draft Peyton." <laughs> okay, that was five years before that. You know, it, mm. it was a grudge. There was a grudge going on. So. Yeah. Uh, with the Spanos family, so he told him he came. I can remember him being in the in the office hmm. telling AJ Smith, "Hey, we ain't you dropped him. We're just going to sit out." And hmm. so that's we made the trade. So the Eric Lindros of the NFL, if you will, correct? Yes, same yeah. deal. Same <laughs> yeah. deal. Well, it worked out pretty okay for him, I guess, in the end. But do you yeah, think, they ended up going to think uh, Big Ben can win a goal? <laughs> we think, never got to one. <laughs> Yeah. Do you think Big Ben can win a game, or is he done? Is oh, that, I is think this is the last hurrah, you know? Yeah. So look yeah. out. Uh, you know? You like them. I'm just saying. He doesn't want Kansas to end. Kansas City uh, is still not a great defense. They've improved. Yeah. They've improved. I agree. They, they still give up. The secondary still giving up a lot. A lot of pass interference going on back there. Them guys just keep attacking you, you know, and they just like, okay, but don't, don't, you got them covered. Don't, you know, turn to the ball. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, they've improved their defense. Uh, Kansas City's got their offense. It's, it's working really well. Uh, they've replaced those tackles that they lost. Uh, uh, Tardif is with the Eagles now, you know, yep. the Canadian boy. And uh, mm-hmm. uh, I guess it made it teed him off. Uh, yeah, I don't so you know. Think, so you picking? Are you picking the Steelers? Uh, put that right down here. Oh yeah, I got this game, and they're uh, they're what, like twelve point favorites? Kansas twelve and a half. Twelve and a half. Yes. Uh, so, I don't care about the point spread. I just want to know who's going to win. 
I got Kansas City 34, Pittsburgh 27. Okay. That's what I have as well. I, I think Kansas City will win, but I took Pittsburgh against the points. I think they'll cover 12 and a half. Yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. Insane. I'm just saying, yeah, 12. That's a lot of points. But when they, if they're hot and if Pittsburgh can't cover these guys, you know, we know. And they're yeah. going to they they run the ball too. Or they're going to, you know, but there's just something about them playing in Kansas City that's, you know, mm-hmm. they're, they're really, they really get beat there. You know, absolutely. Hey, Mike, yeah. Ryan, can I uh, change topics? Yeah, sure. You good, Ryan? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. There's just only one other game. I'm not talking about oh, one other game. Okay. No, 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 no. Okay. No, well, there's what, just one. Do the last game, game Ryan. It's, it's Rams Cardinals Monday night divisional rivals. I mean, Matt Stafford and the Rams kind of tripped all over themselves toward the end of the year. So did the Cardinals after starting seven and zero. This is a toss up for me. I like the Rams barely. The lines at four. What are your thoughts there? Can the Cardinals? Oh uh, yeah, I got um, I got the Rams uh, thirty one. Cardinals twenty. That sounds uh, about cup, right to me. Uh, cup, Stafford. Yeah. The whole key here, Stafford. If he starts throwing them stupid interceptions, they're going to lose. Okay, yeah, yeah. they're going to yeah. lose in front of what a hundred thousand, almost a hundred thousand people in that place. You know, and and the fans there, they're right out that freaking field. I mean, they can touch, they can reach out, touch it. They got all those. Yeah. It's like Vegas. They got all the bars. You know, all the you know the the, the those seats must cost ten thousand dollars a ticket, whatever they are. For oh, for being, sure. You know, whatever they are. Uh, you know, but uh, they're like Senate seats, Senator, you know, the mm-hmm. uh, the the platinums at uh, Maple Leaf Garden, where it used to be. Uh, I miss those days at Maple Leaf Gardens. Uh, yeah, it's Stafford throwing interceptions as it worries me. Uh, Murray's going to run around like crazy. Uh, He'll have to. Hopkins is not playing. I mean, he's still out. He's done. For the yeah. year, Hopkins is done for the year. That that's hurts them. that's really made a big change when they had that twelve and old start. And then Hopkins went well. Gee, why are you losing now? Well, that's why that guy's not 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 healthy. So and yeah. they couldn't replace him. They don't have another guy like that. So and Cup is you never know. Cooper Cup, sure he's MVP. Sure he is. You know, but you know we know the quarterback's always going to get it. It's yeah. so rare for a receiver to get it. Or a running back to get it, like and a defensive player to get it, you know, MVP of the league, you know, a defensive player. Oh, gee, well, he's just tackling people, you know. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it'll okay. be interesting. Somebody's got to uh, do it. <laughs> somebody does have to do it, and yeah, they seem to, uh, you know, run away from that stuff. Yeah, it's, it'll be it's, a great uh, playoff. It, it's going to be fun watching some of these games because somebody's going to really poop in their hat, and everybody else is going to, you know, how'd that happen? Maybe down. It'll be the Cowboys. It'll be the Cowboys. And it'll I be the Cowboys. It's going to be it'll the be the Cowboys. They love pooping in their hat. Uh, Clark, you go ahead. What do you? Yeah. Got? So before we let you go, I just wanted to get your opinion. We haven't spoken to you since the Great Cup, and is are the yeah. Hamilton Tiger Cats just jinxed? They've gone a long time without a Great uh, Cup. And you know what? Well, they have well, this yeah, one was, in the bag. I've been on the last two teams that won the Great Cup, '86 and '99. Uh, yeah, they and need to should... hire you again, Mike. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> wow. Oh, there's a problem there. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody doesn't think? like are, me there. Are, are they jinxed? Oh, well. But uh, uh, I mean, I'm a part of the alumni, and I'm a, you know, part yeah. of the alumni. And I'm, I'm you know, in the inner workings, and I, I'm on the selection board for the the, the Walk of Honor, Wall of Honor at uh, at uh, what do they call it? The Donut Box. Fe- Donut box. Donut box. Yeah. Yes. The donut box. Yeah. 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 Tim Hortons has done a great job promoting. Uh, they really do a good, good job here. Sure. 
And but I mean, it was, it, this was, yeah, that's where the first one was. You know, yeah. So. Yeah. It was a good game. Like I thought it was a great game. It was exciting uh, to watch, but boy, oh boy, giving up that. It's funny how point. they didn't blame anybody for, you know, uh, not running that ball out of the end zone. Right. Twice. Yeah. Twice. I know. I know. The first time he couldn't get it went off his hands and went out of bounds. There was no. Yeah. But the second you know. time, he's like a yard no, away they, from. It was the, like somebody made him put the brakes on. Now, who did that? Yeah. Who well, did that? If he yeah, did I that, on who? His... I wonder who, because that guy's not there anymore. He's in Montreal now. Hmm. The special teams coach mm-hmm. is not yep. there. But you know Mike O'Shea, I know he's a successful, good coach. Oh, I Mike, guess. yeah. He, you know, we had Mike and, you know, we had yeah. him for a couple of years. And then in Hamilton and Toronto, right? Yep. He went yeah. back and forth. Uh, yeah. To us. Well, we had him twice and then Toronto had him twice. Yeah. Know? And then uh, uh, Mike's done a sandy job. He's, he, you know, he, he's, 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 it's funny. He's in the peg and uh, Coach Grant. Back in the fifties and six early sixties, uh, Bud Grant, it's yep, very Grant. similar guys, and I've known Bud for okay. a long time. Yeah, you know, going to Minnesota and stuff, and and, and Mike and his person are like even. Mm. They're like mm. interesting. It's really you know they're letting the beer go and just. Uh, Ryan, you know, do you know Bud Grant? I'm aware of who Bud. Okay, okay, yes. good. Okay, yeah, good. he's still alive. He's still yes. kicking. Coach, yep. Coach Grant, yeah. And uh, if you go to the training camp at the Vikings in Mankato, usually they have the training camp in Mankato. But they used to. I don't know if they still there now. They used to go. It was called uh, Mankato, Co- Mankato College. Now called University of Mankato. So they got upgraded to university now. Mm-hmm. But uh, nice little town a little southeast of uh, uh, Indianapolis, uh, Minneapolis. And uh, very nice little town. But Bud was always at training camp. And he's sitting, we sit there and watch video. Uh, I'm used to saying film, but you guys are not. You don't even know what film is. You know, I 16 do. Mil- I'm old. <laughs> we know what film is. I know what film yeah. is. <laughs> I got a yeah. basement of like 400 reels down in my basement. I'm just going to blow up one day. Wow. And I'm going to burn down. So um, huh. you got the entire Oklahoma offense down there. Every play you can run out of the wishbone. And every we got yank, yank that out and have a look at that We'll come we should, visit. You guys should give me money. So we can put them on DVDs and we can sell yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We'll work something go. out. We'll, we'll get it yeah, put well, together. Maybe the TSN can do it. Make it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah give it to them. That. Exactly. You Absolutely. know, you, got, uh, you know, like Billy Sims, when the Heisman and Thomas Lott, mm-hmm. and Kenny King, you know, KK, wow. a lot of guys. Hey, a couple other things before you go. Um, yeah. And on, on more of a side. I'm not giving you any money. No, I know. No, okay. Well, you can if you want. Uh, no more. Um, the first time, Ryan, the first time I met Mike McCarthy was down at Exhibition Stadium in the office down there. I was yeah. working for the fan at the time, and we were talking to him about a couple of players he had on the team that we wanted to involve in a radio show. Mm-hmm. And it saddens me to say it, but the, the guy who we were really interested in was Chris Schultz, and yeah. he was, you know, he was still playing. And uh, you know, I was, yeah. I had talked to Chris a few times um, about coming on and doing a show on the radio, and we wanted to get, you know, Mike's blessing and everything. And we did, um, but boy, oh boy, what a sad time it was last year when when Chris passed oh. away. Do you have any Chris stories you could share with us? So when I go to the Argos after my five years here in Hamilton. Uh, uh, Chris was one of the first guys knocked on my door, came in. Hey, I went to Andrews. I said, Chris, I know you. I go, yeah, Arizona, many, about five, six years ago. He goes, holy, you know, crap. And I go, uh, uh, yeah. So, and then we had a good friendship. And I said, Chris, I, I said, I hear you're a, a bit of an architect. 
for a carpenter. And he said, yeah, I got a little thing going on the side doing, you know, I do basements and stuff. I said, come to my house. So about three days later, he comes in my house. My kids are like, you know, uh, one's not even born yet. So it was Tara and Sean. So they're probably uh, uh, four and two. And here comes this guy. He's a, he's so <laughs> he jumps with a front door. He yeah. got a duck. Yeah. His head. And I go, it's a giant at the door, Dad. It's a giant <laughs> at the door. <laughs> and that was Chris. And he started laughing. And then I had to get him down to the basement. I said, don't, you know, go bang your head. Then you have to get down, mm -hmm. you know. And uh, we never did do it. We still, I can't do it now because I got, you know, 50 years of football down there. And my wife's mm -hmm. going, we're selling this house. And what are you going to do with all that in the basement? Uh, always knew he was always around. But it was at the Tiger Cats, you know, from 85 to 89. To, uh, uh, you know, he's come to the reunions. Everybody talked about Sudsy. He was Joe Zuger's roommate uh, back in the day. They were roommates together, him and Joe. And, of course, Joe was our GM when I was here the first time. And mm -hmm. uh, he mm -hmm. he told me all the Sudsy stories. <laughs> Can't talk about but hey, the Sudsy yeah, stories. Yeah. And then, uh, then, I, then I came in in 90, 97, 96, I go to B.C., and we just signed Dunn again and just signed Calvillo. We right. Calvillo signed Calvillo in 95. Did that, did that. We signed Calvillo, got him here from Las Vegas when they shut down the U.S. teams and uh, the CFL. And then uh, we, we got Matt. I got Matt because I had Matt, you know, in Toronto. And uh, we got Matt. So I had Calvillo and Dunnigan here. Hmm. That's a good combo. Yeah, it was a good combo, but you know what? Dunnigan got the concussion, and yeah, yeah that was yeah. that for Matt. And then, uh, yeah. uh, as a player, and that's then he went to Calgary as a coach or GM or something for a year. I guess it was a year or something. And then, uh, wherever he you now he's back in you know, TSN before the TSN days. And, uh, yeah. but Don, so now we're in '96. I'm I went to, to BC as president, CEO, come back. After that, after we got Braley to buy the team, because my family was here, and I didn't want to move them out to BC. cost too much mm -hmm. to live out mm -hmm. there. I didn't say, no, nah, I'm not doing that. So I'm in the same house I bought in 85 here. Wow. You know, so uh, bought it for, I think it was like 115, brand new house, brand new, 115,000. Mm. Now I can get almost a million for it. That's <laughs> a joke. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. <laughs> so uh, Probably more. If anybody wants to buy a house for a million dollars, <laughs> they can come out of my house. Sure, uh, yeah. Clark, Clark <laughs> yeah. he'll be over. They can well, have anyway, mine, too, for the subject thing. I, I know you guys got to go. But yeah. uh, so, Don, uh, I come back, and then uh, uh, in 97, and then Don, I'll, the, now Calvillo's playing, but he's not. They're trying to run offense. He doesn't run. And Jackson, I'm trying to come to the guy's coordinator. The, the coordinator. Uh, whatever his name was, Arkansas guy. Oh, geez. Whatever. He ended up Off, offense or defensive? Offense, offensive guy. Mm. So he was running the offense and Not it, didn't, it wasn't working. So uh, they ended up firing Don. Okay. So then I take over as the acting GM or football operations guy. And then uh, uh, so we got hire a new coach for the 98 season. So that's when I go to I go to the Grey Cup in 97 in Edmonton. Maybe I hear Ron Lancaster is going to either uh, 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 get fired or you know uh, resign. Okay. Mm -hmm. Because him and Hughie, I don't know what the deal was. Of course, those guys were teammates, the teammates back in back in the uh, the sixties. You know, 
with Edmonton, with uh, Saskatchewan, Hugh Campbell and uh, and Ron Lancaster were you know, teammates for I don't know five or six years. And, and, but uh, so uh, I said the first thing, Ron, you're going to come to Hamilton. We hire Ron, and then uh, I said, hey, we should try to get Sudji back here. Our defense is awesome. You know, I said, Mumford is going to be a great player. I got Tiggle. I got uh, uh, Hitchcock is here. Shelling, uh, great defense, pass rushers. Uh, you know, I said, we just need the quarterback. We need the quarterback. I got a runner. I got Ronnie Williams. I just got from uh, Winnipeg, and uh, Archie Amerson, uh, you know, blah, blah, blah. I'm just going on and on and on. So we, he ends up hiring Don as defense coordinator, and Don stayed here till 2000, 2002, I guess, 2002. Uh, I, and then uh, the whole thing kind of fell apart after that, and the owners left. They went into bankruptcy, and I, and I was that's when I went to the Chargers that that year when all that happened. So, so but I had a, I had to fire the rest of the staff in '97 before Lancaster got here, and then so he could hire anybody and he hired a couple of the guys that were on the staff and he brought Sudzy back and then Don was here uh those four or five years uh you know running the defense him and Dennis McPhee and uh uh they, they were the two defensive coaches <laughs> Sudzy coached the uh, secondary and Dennis had the line the, the defensive line and the linebackers so it was kind of crazy but uh, we did it yeah. all with like five guys running the whole thing you know wow. so yeah. Wow. So that was a Don's a great loss. And uh, mm-hmm. and I, I got to meet Woody Hayes numerous times. And uh, he had wrote a book and uh, about his years at uh, Ohio State. And Sudsy's like a whole chapter on Sudsy in that book. And I saw Woody back in 90, 92 or 93 before he passed away at a coach's convention. I went up to him again. I said, Coach, you won't remember me. I said, uh, you know, I visited Ohio State. He said, What's your I said, back in 71, 72, 71 winner. And he says, oh, uh, Mike McCarthy, and well, I was from New York. And he says, yeah, you, we didn't get many New Yorkers here. And uh, I said, um, but Don Southern's a friend of mine. And I had just read your book, Coach. And uh, he called him Sudsy. And uh, and uh, he said, yeah, it seems like he liked to drink beer every once in a while. But I said, well, wasn't there any Southern? <laughs> and, you know, so, so there were different stories where Sudsy came from. So huh. then I get here, and uh, I had been here. And met with you know Joe Zucker was a GM and telling him the stories about Woody Hayes and the chat. I showed him the, the book and stuff, and it was uh, uh, it was really kind of cool reading about Don as a player nice. at Ohio State and how much they depended on him as a kicker and how many games he won for him as a kicker and was a, you know was a very good defensive back. And uh, of course, nice. he's in the Ohio State Hall of Fame and Hamilton uh, uh, Sports Hall of Fame uh, yeah. uh, and the CFL uh, Hall of Fame. So uh, it's uh, it, it's a hell of a loss, and uh, yeah. he had uh, diabetes, and uh, he he was fighting it and getting the you know the blood trend, you know the, get the blood filtered all the time. He was doing it three four times a week, mm. and it was. Uh, but we all got together in 2019. That was a, the reunion of the 99 team. I had the 20th, and we all were together, and we had a hell of a turnout. We had about nice. 47 guys here, and Don got to see everybody, and it's all good. And uh, That's good. Yeah, so that was it. So, but we miss him, and yep. and God bless him. Yep. Absolutely, rest in peace to him, and obviously Chris as well. Two big losses, Mike. We really appreciate you doing this, man. Best yeah, of sorry. luck with your uh, predictions with the NFL playoffs. Well, I don't, we'll matter. I don't have any money to bet on them, you know, because you guys fair. don't pay me, you know. So, you know. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> if I win any money, I'll, I'll maybe send you a check. We'll we'll, All we'll right. work something oh, out. Cool. 
Cool. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Mike okay. McCarthy. We hey, really appreciate this, brother. Thanks should, for doing this. Stay safe and uh, stay away from the, the non-vaxxers. <laughs> Will do, my friend. Yeah, you too, Mike okay. McCarthy. All right, take we'll care. take a quick break. When we come back, lots to talk about in the hockey world, including Evander Kane's new landing spot and uh, an incident at the Florida Panthers game. We'll touch on that next here on Instigating. Well, thanks to our friend Mike McCarthy, longtime football executive, of course, a CFL legend for joining us to chat about wildcard weekend. Back to wrap things up here on Instagram with Clarky and Drury. And he's got a lot of stories, doesn't he? Eh? Oh, man. Mike's been everywhere and like he knows everybody in the football world. I mean, he he, does. He literally knows everybody. It's unbelievable. I don't even want to try and look at that guy's phone, the Rolodex. He'd just be scrolling. It's unbelievable. Yeah. But. Another thing that's unbelievable, or at least yeah. to some people, is that Evander Kane is going to be coming back into the NHL fold. Apparently, Edmonton's the landing spot. I heard it's 1.5 million prorated, and I mean, this just reeks of desperation to me. Exactly, I mean, that's I the exact that- word I was going to say. It's desperation. Yeah, I think Kane's a really good hockey player. Well, I sure just don't is. necessarily think that he is a good person necessarily now i don't know evander kane but you just read all these incidents and you you hear all these things from former teammates there was the infamous suit incident in winnipeg where dustin bufflin threw his suit in the shower like and now you hear his teammates and you're bringing this guy into it to the like oh my god well you hear his former teammates in san jose now like logan couture won't even acknowledge he exists like and, and and you're in a room formerly with guys like thornton and pavelski like they all can't stand this guy and Jeff O'Neill said it best the other day when when you hear in the hockey world that someone's a bad guy that's right. a real yeah. indictment and that's all you hear about this guy beyond the unfortunate things with the gambling problems the the unfortunate drama and airing out of laundry with his with his wife and everything like it's a disaster mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Ken Holland said he believes in second chances well what's this like the fourth fifth sixth chance for Kane and when he signs remember he'll be suspended because not only did he break NHL COVID protocols in the NHL earlier this year when they sent him to the AHL he broke the violations there and that's what allowed San Jose to terminate his deal they'll file a grievance but I just thought that this was desperation it is desperation and it's it's indicative to me of a guy who uh, has failed in building a, a championship team around two of the best players in the National Hockey League. And now they're desperate uh, because they've they started off well, but boy, they have tanked lately. They don't look in sync. I mean, um, can't get a save. Tippett is like 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 yeah, who's another good come coach. In? Who who's gonna come in next? Like how many good coaches are you gonna bring in? Is Babs gonna come in too? That'll be good. Bring in Babs and Evander Kane at the same time. See how that changes their dynamics in your dressing room. <laughs> anyway, I don't know. It's desperate and uh, good luck to them. Good luck to them is all yeah, I can say. Best of luck in Oilers land. It's looking pretty dire. Um, yeah. An incident occurred the other day. You're smiling. In, I don't know what you're going to get to here. What are you getting at? Now, I cannot believe you and producer Adam made me aware that you are both not aware of this, which makes me wonder. <laughs> well, maybe I am, but maybe if you taking- have your phones on ever, or if you ever look at social media, <laughs> because something occurred the other night in Florida where the Panthers were playing the Canucks and they won good for them. Something occurred in the stands 
they had uh world-renowned rap artist kodak black in the building hmm. and he had a private suite mm-hmm. and when they as you know you'll typically see arenas do when famous people of note jack sure. nicholson at the lakers they'll show them whatever, on the big screen they show them on the big screen okay and when they panned to Mr. Kodak Black in his private suite to announce that he was attending the Florida Panthers game, he was caught on video doing what appeared to be a very adult act, I'll call it, with a young lady that was with him in the suite. And it went on national television. And I'm sure that Gary Bettman is horrified right now. Now, after further video review, it was revealed that what he appeared to be doing was not, in fact, what happened. There was a side shot from within the suite on his Instagram, I think, where the young lady was just dancing up against Mr. Kodak Black. But the initial view that everyone in the arena got was uh, appeared to be something else. And Clarky, you still kind of look confused as I explain this to you. I need you and producer Adam, the <laughs> second this show is done recording, to okay. go on Google and okay. just type in Kodak Black. Well, why don't I just do it right now? Please, please, live on the show right now, please find this and watch the video. And I will react. Is this something live. that producer Adam can't show? We, well, I don't know that we should show it on the show because, well, technically something explicit was not occurring, but the initial view on the big board made it look like something else Mm. was going down in the suite. And uh, I know that a lot of people in the stands, I mean, people were laughing about this. This went insanely viral and uh, it's probably the most talked about thing in the NHL, which is sad in in a sense, but the NHL went viral the other day and it was not because of anything that occurred on the ice. Hmm. And uh, I just can't, maybe the NHL is taking it off. Cause I can't find it anywhere. Oh, you oh, can maybe find this video. Is it. No, this, you maybe can this find is video it. of it. Okay. Come on now. Maybe this is it here. Okay. Let's <laughs> see here. Oh my goodness. Are you, are you seeing? Yeah. The pan, the, the camera panned off quickly. Oh, it went back. Oh, it went back. It um, went back. What? I think she's just looking for a contact lens the cam- on the floor. That's what it looks like to me. The camera. Oh boy. The cameraman was curious, and he wanted to verify some information. Um, and for our viewers and listeners, remember you can find us on all the best podcast apps. You can find us after on- you after you Google Kodak Black. Google instigating with Clark yeah. injury. It, it, you can find that if you if our listeners and viewers don't know what we're talking about. Just Google Kodak Black oh, yeah. Florida. It's, You'll it's, find it. I found it. Yeah, yeah. yeah You'll it. find it. All right. Like I said, we're on all the best podcast apps. We're on social media at Instigating Pod. You can watch it was a Kodak Friday nights moment. at eight. It was a Kodak moment. That's exactly right. <laughs> if only it had been a still image and didn't continue moving. You can watch us on Whiteman TV Friday nights at eight, Sunday nights at nine, and we're on YouTube as well, where you can find all the episodes as well. Thanks to our friend Mike McCarthy for joining us today. And to our sponsors, Cool Bet, our friends at the Listable Squash Courts, and of course, See the Game and the Listable Vision Care Center. This is In Skating, Clarky and Drury. We'll be back next week. Adios.